Get in zone, AutoZone. Welcome to AutoZone. What are you working on today? I think my battery's dead. With free battery testing and charging, we can help you get back on the road. Get in zone, So what if I need a new one? We have the right Duralast battery for you, only at AutoZone. Get in zone, And what about my old battery? We can recycle it right here at America's number one battery destination. Get in zone, AutoZone. Restrictions apply. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. At JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody and everybody. The weather is getting warmer and it's time to swap my winter layers for fun, vibrant, and cool clothing with so many fun things happening this spring like Mother's Day and the Wind Down Tour. It's hard to find great looking clothes that fit you just right. That's why I love JCPenney. JCPenney has so many stylish and comfortable options for so many different body types. I've been blown away by their selection and everything hugs my body in all the right spots. Refresh your wardrobe this spring with style that gets you. Something to wear that fits your favorite moments of the season at prices that feel just as good. Discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first, like Worthington and Liz Claiborne for her, each in women's petite and plus sizes. Here, spring comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. JCPenney, make everybody count. This is Playing Around with Paige Renee. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Playing Around. You're here with me and Amanda. And we are so excited because it is Masters Week. I would say the best time of the year. My favorite golf tournament. Something that I look forward to every year. <laughs> no, I agree. I think it's it's kind of like the start of spring you know it's the official start of spring in golf the azaleas are blooming in uh, augusta like the azaleas at my house are like they're budding i can see them about to bloom they're probably a week out so it's just it's a it's a beautiful time of year i love the spring i'm not a big fan of the winter so you know once i can be outside and i hear the birds chirping i'm i'm happy what about you what do you what does the masters mean to you you know it's so funny because when i think about the masters it's everything that I hate about golf. So it's <laughs> fair. I'll, I'll come. I'll come. I around. get what you. I know where you're going with it. It's this, so yeah. stuffy, and you know they call themselves patrons instead of fans. And it's like you, if you do something wrong, or you say something, or if you're too loud, you feel like you're going to get kicked off. There's not like yeah. a, a blade of grass out of place. We talked about this in the last episode, but mm. there's something so comforting about the traditions of the Masters. And I would mm. never want it to change. Like when I think about the Masters, I want it to be stuffy. I want to feel like you jump back into the 1950s. I like the fact that you can't have your cell phone out there. There's so many things about it that just, it's like, that's what golf is. And yeah. I hate it. There's so much There's so much that I hate about it just because it's like <laughs> everything that we face in the golf industry and it's everything we fight against and we want to grow the game. But it's everything that I love too. And I love the tradition and I love yeah. that's the same golf course every year. It's like you know what you're going to get mm-hmm. when you have the Masters. With the other majors, when it's on a different golf course, it's unpredictable. And that's fun in its own way. Yeah. But with the Masters, again, it's like you know what you're going to get. It's going to be amazing every single time. The golf course is going to look impeccable. They're going to put the green jacket on someone. It's just, there's, it's just some like, uh, like a comforting feeling about it coming around, you know, at the same time every year, you know what you're going to get. And that's what I love about it. Yeah. There's definitely a familiarity there. It's like, you know, the calm piano music and the nature sounds and, you know, seeing pictures of the, uh, you know, $1.50 sandwiches and and all that. So there's just something so special about the masters and you're right like it literally is everything that 
is wrong you know there are things that are definitely stuffy and you know wrong with the game I guess but you know you're so right I wouldn't want to change it like I love every second of it you know whether or not I want to complain about x y or z it's like I just I don't know I love the masters or something it's just that that piano music hello friends I don't yeah know. yeah well and even like dude perfect they went out on Augusta with Bryson DeChambeau and they were like can I give you a disclaimer real quick I have never heard of this dude perfect <laughs> I was like, who are, like, I, do, I still don't know. I watched the video and I was like genuinely wondering if they do that. At, like, do they do the sport thing at golf courses? Is that It's everywhere. Strip? Like, I didn't even go far. Yeah, it's like, but is it everywhere? It's only golf courses that they try to do it or will they do it like on a basketball court? Yeah. Like, let's play basketball with croquet yeah. sticks. Okay. Yeah, so they'll just like do weird, wacky stuff on, like they did a video with, um, I think it was Serena and they were, you know, using different sports equipment. And I love Dude Perfect. I, I love them. Mm -hmm. And I think they do a really great job with their content. There was just something about them doing that at Augusta that I didn't like because again, it felt like a deep fake video. Like it <laughs> felt like it was not a real video because you have Jim Nance narrating it and then you have like goofy Bryson, but it's like, it's Augusta. Why are we at Eamon's corner? Like playing some weird, like comb it's like human centipede of sports. They just stitched a bunch of stuff together and we're like, here you go. It just doesn't feel very, Augusta no. and like it's cool but like if they went to Augusta Country Club across the street I'd be like that makes sense that's fun I'm sure it's nice enough there I actually I have no idea but like it just at Augusta I don't know there was something about them doing it at Augusta that just kind of rubbed me the wrong way and I don't know if it's because I'm a traditionalist and I'm stuffy and I'm a terrible person <laughs> But like, what, why do you think it rubbed you the wrong way? The same reasons. Yeah, that what okay. you just said, it's like- It felt weird. And, it, and again, this goes against everything that I preach on this podcast because I love, I want everyone to feel included. I want the game of golf to grow and they have a massive audience and especially, you know, a younger demographic. And it's a perfect combination. It, it, in my head, it makes perfect sense. In my heart, I do not want to see that at Augusta National. I want tradition. Like I would have loved if maybe they played with old hickory shafts, and that would have been cool. Like they went back and made it feel again more traditional. For them to be doing this stuff there just did not feel right to me, and I didn't like it. I felt I felt bad about that. I was like, really? what does this What does this mean? Why do I feel this way? But it's like with the Masters. I don't want anything to change. I want it to be the exact same thing yeah. all the time. I don't want to see that. That would be perfect maybe at like with the USGA and the US Open. Like that means right. that meshes to me. Mm -hmm. It makes like a perfect combination. The Masters, no, I didn't like it. And it hurts me to say that because I like them. I think they're awesome. I love what they do. And I want them to grow the game of golf, but not, not at the Masters. That's not for me. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, there's just something about growing the game in Augusta that just doesn't really go hand in hand. They're not super synonymous. Like, and as I was thinking that as you were finishing what you were saying that I was like, well, they do have, you know, drive, chip and putt. But like, even then it's like, they're letting the kids hit like one shot and do no damage to the course. So it's really not growing the game. Like, it's great that the kids get to go. And I think that that's really cool, but it's, that's still not quite the thing and like usga that's more of a like grow the game um platform so yeah like i could totally see them doing that at pebble but there's just something about bryson like belly down on the green at augusta hitting a pool cue like using a pool cue to hit a pool ball what are they called pool balls whatever billard ball into a, the cup like that just feels weird i hated it I hated it. It was just, oh. wasn't for me. And then, but then I go, I just feel like a hypocrite all the time because then I'm looking at the uh, Augusta Amateur, Women's Amateur, what do they call it? The Augusta? Augusta National Women's Amateur. There we go. And, and blah. blah. I wish that the women had the opportunity to play three rounds at Augusta instead of one. I do too. To me, that again feels like disingenuous of the, disin, oh fuck. <laughs> disin, what is the word? Disingenuous. Dis disingenuous. I knew exactly <laughs> what you were going for, but I, I like disingenuous too. Like, like you're being generous, but not super generous. Like here's a 15% tip, not a 20% tip. You're being disingenuous. They're disingenuous. That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> Amalgamation. Amalgamation, disingenuous, you know, we're, we're, we're just narrowing it in. But it, I wish they could play more than one round there. And I know it's like such a big deal that they get to play there and it's great, but just one round. One is enough. 
Not more than one. Yeah. And then, like you were saying, too, with the drive, trip, and putt, they're nowhere really near the golf course. Like, they're, like, yeah. over in some practice area. And then they're like, hey, dude, perfect. You want to just completely destroy the golf course with, like, yeah, whatever you want to do? It just doesn't add up to me. Yeah, and the thing is, like, I understand. Like, I feel like Anwal would be... Like if it could, they could potentially play three rounds at Augusta, maybe the week after the masters. Now I don't, I mean, I get it. Like Augusta really doesn't want like patrons uh, on their course, like kind of stamping stuff down and making green parts a little more Brown. But I just, I think the week before the masters, there's just like, no way they're going to let amateurs play three. Even if it was got, even if it was the best men, male amateurs in the world, it's, it doesn't matter who it is. They're just not going to let, I just can't imagine them letting that happen. But if I remember correctly, I think they play Wednesday, Thursday. They have Friday off to play a practice round at Augusta. And the girls that don't miss or make the cut, I believe that they still get to go and play around at Augusta for that practice round. Now, I think it is really odd that they do the tournament like that, like two days play, one day off, and then, okay, go play the next. But, and maybe they changed it. But I mean, I think that's what I recall from like the first year or two. And um, so, I mean, I guess they kind of do get two rounds there, but only the one competitive round. But I will say Champions Retreat is like one of the coolest places to be. So like the experience that they had at Champions Retreat before getting to be at Augusta, I mean, they had to have been treated like absolute royalty, yeah. had some of the best food in the world. Like Ross and Rucci are two of my favorite people over there. You got uh, Cam over there at uh, Champions Retreat. So there's just some really good people over there. So I, I, I like for Champions Retreat that they have the event. I think the women get to play some incredible golf that uh, the 27 holes that they have there at Champions Retreat. But yeah, it would be nice to see them maybe play another round at the at the titular course of the titular tournament of the Anwa. Yeah. So we don't get to play the Anne much of the Wa. <laughs> it's more Wa. It is a cool experience though. And you're right. Like Champions Retreat is awesome. It is amazing. And if you're ever in that area, go check it out. The courses are mm -hmm. spectacular. They're incredible. But again, three rounds should be played at Augusta National. So yeah. do it after. Do it after the tournament. Maybe that would be a, a better experience. And I just think that would be so cool. That's what I wondered about. Before, I get it. If it's like right before the tournament, you don't want to destroy the golf course. Understandable. Right. Do it after. And that's actually what people were saying. That... The women were like, we should have a tournament at Augusta National, the LPGA pros, after the men. And they've talked about that at like US Opens, and mm -hmm. that would be a really great way to drive more people to show up. What do you what do you feel about that? Do you think that if they did back-to-back -back majors on the same golf course, pretty close together, that people would be really interested and it would actually bring more people to watch the women play? Or do you think it's kind of like, eh, we've been there, done that, you know, I, I, I'm golfed out at that golf course. I don't really want to <laughs> keep going for two weeks straight. I think yes and no. I think it's not fair to the women. You know, when we was it 2014 that they were at Pinehurst, number two, and the men played Martin Keimer won and, and Michelle Wee won. So two very phenomenal players won at that course. But, you know, by the time that Michelle Wee, you know, sunk her putt on 18 on Sunday, like that course was brown. That course just, it looked kind of beat. And that's not fair to the women because they should have the same exact level and like purity of golf course that the guys are playing. So it's not fair. I don't think it would be that fair to put them the week after the guys. And there's just no way in heck that they would ever put, um, you know, the women before the men's event, because the men's event is the one that drives the most revenue. So whether it is the U S open or the PGA championship or whatever, there's just, it's just not going to happen. And I think maybe the one place that they could potentially do that is over in the UK for the open. Like, you know, the courses don't get as, I don't know. They just don't really seem to get as like damaged by the end of the week. Cause you're not dealing with like extreme heat. You're not dealing with whatever. You don't have, you know, rough to maintain as much. So or any rough to maintain. So I feel like they could actually do that there. But the weird thing is, is like the women's rota for the open championship is like Kings Barn, which is a great course, but like the men don't play Kings Barn. Like, why is that not the same rotation? It's the RNA putting it on. Like that's an event that I think could potentially do back to back. And I think it could work really well. I don't understand why they don't. And I don't understand why the women don't play the same courses. Like, I know I just totally went off topic there. Um, but I, th I, I agree. Like, I think it would be really cool, but like to have 
the back-to-back majors to have both men and women, but it's, it's just not fair. Yeah. Like it really wouldn't at the end of the day, be fair to the women to be like, Hey, go to the, okay. So the range, 80% of the range is beat to shit, torn up dead. You are more than welcome to have the remaining 20%. That's at the very front of the range. So you're not going to be able to hit, um, probably like the long irons, the long clubs in your bag that you're used to hitting at a range. That's 300, 350 yards. If you're up there at 250, you know, they push you all the way up there or whatever, 300, like you're not gonna be able to hit the clubs you normally hit. So I don't think, I just don't think it's fair. And there's no way they're going to play it at the same time. Like that would never happen. Um, And I think that would really be the only solution, but that could never happen because you still need to have 156 player fields for the U.S. Open or however many it is. And you need to be able to have the full field event for both the men and the women. So I don't know. I, I don't think it's fair. I don't think it would work. I would love to see it, but it has to be at the right place. So like I said, like even Pebble probably could do something like that. I think just with the climate and the way the golf is played. And I know I just went on a really long tangent there. What do you like? What is your view on that? Because you played professional golf, like you've played LET events, like you've played events where you've seen like how the women on the women's side are treated maybe versus the men's side. So what do you think? from your personal experience. Yeah, it's hard because like you're saying with the course conditions, I think maybe if it is a non-major on the West Coast, probably could work. Major conditions, it won't work. I mean, you're gonna lose the golf course so quickly. Yeah, you're gonna stress it. It's just not going to work. But I think when you look at tennis, for example, I think that the men and women get the same viewership and prize money is virtually the same. It's because they play their majors at the same time. And so you're watching one match to the next match and it's going on at the same time. So what if you do two different golf courses, but the coverage is going on at the same time? So you're doing a joint coverage of both US Opens. And people complain that you don't see enough players anyways. So instead of cutting to, you know, Tiger Woods again, let's cut to someone over um, uh, playing, you know, the Women's US Open. And then you can kind of feed those into Mm -hmm. each other. And I think it might work. I think maybe people would get a little confused that it's hard to follow. But again, they're not really showing that much on the golf coverages anyways. So that could be a good way to lessen the commentary and get more action put into it. Because we just want to see the golf shots for the most part. And I think it would actually bring up the commentary on the LPGA tour too i think sometimes it to me i just don't think that it's as good as engaging as interesting i know we've talked about this before and Mm -hmm. you know we feel kind of differently about this um but i think that if it's faster um quicker more action and you can see both going on the same time that would act that would be the best solution that i could think of when it comes to kind of combining both majors together yeah i think that's actually really interesting i never even would have like thought of that, you know, having kind of same event going on at the same time, different places. I think that's interesting, but then you kind of like, you know, you run into the issues with TV, right? And I will give Fox credit when they had the women's um, US Open. I remember, I want to say like Lexi was in the hunt. It might've been like 2019, but I just remember sitting there for like two or three hours straight watching her play and then thinking, wait, I haven't seen a commercial and I've just watched women's golf continually like handful of players, a bunch of people for like two, three hours straight. And I think I want to say they did like six hours or something that day, like coverage free or something crazy like that. And like, that was incredible. That was really, really, really cool. And we all know, you know, Fox way overpaid for their rights and don't have them anymore, but it was like, I just remember thinking that was cool. And it's, it's, I think it sometimes will come down to coverage and broadcast rights and like the more broadcast rights and the more coverage there is of the women's golf, like the more money that there can be put into it. I think the better coverage you're going to have, the better events you're going to have. And I think legal betting odds on women's golf is going to help that a lot. And I think the LPGA tour really needs to lean into that, you know, and there are a lot of people that are around the tour that are like, oh my gosh, no, like I think betting would be really bad for it. But I'm like, listen, I'm telling you, it will make that tour so much money. It will be such a huge help and it gets people interested in it. Like I will bet on NASCAR because NASCAR betting is so similar to golf. I don't really like NASCAR, but if I have money on it, I'm going to watch the event. So I think it brings, I mean, if you can even just bring casual fans into 
um, watching women's golf because they have a couple bucks on it. You know, I think that turns them into more regular fans and the regular fans in the men's game. If they, you know, start putting money on women's stuff, I think that turns them more into women's fans. And it just kind of will let like the more people are exposed to it and the more they watch, the less of like a stigma and the less of these pre conceived neo-negative notions or whatever that people might have or sexist notions, whatever, you know, I think those kind of start to, to dwindle. And also back on the tennis thing. Now, I, I think that the way, you know, the WTA and the TPA or ATP or whatever, the way they do stuff is incredible. Like the fact that they can do that, you know, the men's and the women's all the time, like every week, they're always, you know, they have these big events and they're making as much money, you know, they're splitting whatever revenue, but the thing is too, like, they're not making as much money. So there's just like, even though they're splitting the money, the guys aren't making, you know, as much money as, you know, the guys on the PGA tour are making. And, but like, then again, but then the women are making, I feel like a little bit more money than the women on the LPGA tour. Last time I looked at the earnings, which is probably like five, 10 years ago, I'll be honest. I haven't looked that recently, but I mean, there is, you know, there is give and take and, and there's just, there's just no way that they're going to give up any money in the men's game. That's, that's kind of what it comes down to. So for, to have like the joint exposure, you just, they'd have to give up some of the monetary, whatever, you know, some of the money in, in the, on the men's side. And you know, that's not going to happen. Well, and it's the coverage of it too. I didn't realize that there was a major for the women this last week. I watched, it was really, I watched zero of it. it. And of course, Tiger is just taking over all of the storylines, but I was looking at my feed this morning on Instagram and I saw that Jennifer Cupcho, an Anwa winner, yeah. won and yeah. she was jumping into Poppy's Pond. And I was like, I watched zero, zero. Not even that I just didn't watch it. I had no idea that it was actually going on. Like, I knew it was around this time. No idea. No idea. That's another thing. I never understood why they did the Anwa the same week as Major. The, the Chevron now. And I, ne- I was like, what's the point of that? Because now you're losing a number of of great amateur players that, you know, would normally be in that field. And that was a field where like being the low amateur there was like a big deal. I remember as a kid, like, like, oh my gosh, if you could be the low, like, I just remember thinking that was really cool. And now they don't really have that anymore. And that makes me sad. Cause it's like, I think like the, the Chevron is such a great event. They're moving. They're not even going to be on mission Hills anymore. So it's the fact that it's like, this was their last dance there at that course. It was Judy Rankin's last time broadcasting the event, the amazing woman that she is. And there's just, you know, no one's really hearing about it because Augusta National is, you know, they have a fuck ton of money. And because of that, they're going to put more money into, you know, elevating the ANWA and, you know, for the broadcast rights of that to be on NBC and everything, you know, on the Saturday and stuff that that's where all of the attention on women's golf was at the ANWA. I don't have an issue with that. I just don't like that that takes away so much attention from the first major of the professional golf season, which is always the dinosaur. And that's like, that should just, I don't like that the ANWA has overshadowed that. Did you find that weird when they made that scheduling choice? 100%, I thought it was so bizarre. And I was flying to um, Louisiana on Saturday and I was watching the final round of the ANWA and then it went on for a while then it went straight to the Valero Texas Open. So again, it's like, there was no yeah. major coverage of the Chevron on yeah. on TV that I, I mean I didn't see it and I think people if it was on TV obviously they would have watched it again it goes back to TV rights money it's like what comes first the chicken or the egg right you know and I think when people talk about this it's like well you get more money, more exposure if you're on TV, or do you have to get more exposure and more interest to get the T? It's like, how does this happen? How does this go? How do we make this work? I do think that women's golf is in a good place. I think that Anwa has done a good job of that. Mm -hmm. Um, On Saturday, when we were flying over, uh, the gentleman sitting next to me, his screen went out, but he was watching it. So we were watching it together on my screen and he was like, 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 really interacting with, with, you know, women's golf. And it was so cool to see, you know, he was really invested into what was going on. And then the Valero Texas Open came on and he went to sleep. And so he was more <laughs> interested in watching, you know, the amateur women play, which I think was yeah. awesome. So it's not a lack of interest. I think people like, especially yeah. 
men, their games are more similar to the women on the LPGA tour than they are to the guys on the PGA tour. Oh my God, yeah. And I think there is some part of that where it's like, you want to watch people be freaks of nature. You want to watch people do things that you can't do. Yeah. And so I think there is some appeal to watching someone like a, a Bryson bomb it 370, 400 yards. But they also want to watch someone who's like, I can learn so much from watching the women play. And I don't know if it's like an ego thing or they just want to watch people do things that they, they don't know how to do, but it's interesting. It's golf. Like golf is boring yeah. in itself. So if you want to watch men's yeah. golf, like there's really no difference when they're like Literally. women's golf to me. It's better. And the thing is that people don't realize right now with women's golf that like women's golf has so much talent and so much distance. Like if you want to feel bad about yourself, go watch them hit. I mean, they, Jennifer Cupcho was averaging 290, averaging 290 off the tee. I get it. They're in Palm Springs or whatever. That's Palm, whatever. They're in, That's in, in the Corda sisters and yes, they, they hit it over to like 300 yeah, and, yards. Yeah. And like, I remember when Lexi was first on tour and she was like the longest hitting it like 270. And then Jay Marie Green was around that same age and, you know, doing the same stuff. And Michelle Wee hitting it 300 yards. Like there's, they are so long and so talented and people don't like guys don't realize that they're playing like 6,500 yard courses. Like they're not playing 6,000 yards that these guys are playing every week. And like, so when they see him hitting a hybrid into a green, it's because they're playing a 430 yard par four up a hill. Like you should take notes of that hybrid that they just hit to within 10 feet. That looked like a butterfly, like with salt or with sore feet, which I didn't mean to make you say more there, but you know what I mean? Like it's, there's just such talent there and like that and people just don't realize it because it's not the same like there's not shot track. There's no yeah. shot tracker, right? On the women's golf. If you could see the ball speed, the tracking up, like, I mean, if they could just see how straight and how far and how long that they hit it, like take any guy to the range in LPGA tour event, have him sit there for a few hours and he'll totally change his mind. Like it's, it's incredible. You make a really great point where people don't realize the distance that they're playing from. Yeah. Of course, I think people don't realize the course conditions, how much harder they are than your public golf course. But people don't realize, again, how far these courses are that these women are playing. Yeah. They're almost from the tips almost from the tips, even US Opens, they're pushing like 68, 69. 60, yeah. I mean, they can even stretch it out close to 7,000 yards now. And so yeah. it, it's not even comparable. The women on tour are better than the men are. I agree. Because the if you look at the distance that they're playing, if you put them at you know a comparable distance to the men, they would be shooting mm -hmm. insane numbers under par and people just don't realize that. So I, I even know now when I'm talking to like, you know, guys that, you know, want to play a match against me, they think that I'm shooting what I'm shooting from the, the front tees. I know. I don't get and they don't, that. They don't understand that. It's like, no, I'm a scratch from the back tees. Yeah. You know, I play off scratch from the back tees. And so again, they just don't realize how, where you play from or where you should play from. Mm -hmm. And that's a really confusing process for them. You know what also is really confusing for them? Averages. <laughs> how does no one understand tour averages when it comes to driving distance? Because I'll hit, I do these uh, play a hole with me videos on like TikTok. So, and I love those. <laughs> I need to copy you and like start doing something similar because those are so good and they're so cute. And you're always like, even when you hit a bad shot, which are not bad shots because you're good, but you just like kind of smile and you're like, okay, <laughs> big shot. Thank you. But yeah, so I do those videos and I had to stop saying how far I was hitting my drives because they were like, oh, you hit this one drive 280. You would be in the top five, top 10 of the driving distance for women on <laughs> LPG tour if you're hitting it that far why can't you make it on tour i'm like no 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 because lexi thompson jessica corda nelly corda jennifer cup show um area they're averaging 290 yeah which means that so the way that they do it on tour at least when i was on the let's what they did there were two holes that they would pick and um you hit a drive on one of them it's usually one that's downhill one that's uphill and then that's how they find your average and so it could be a really bad drive two really bad drives and you could have a tour average that's not that great so it's like again people don't realize how averages work it doesn't mean that you hit it for me if i if i had a really great drive 280 doesn't mean i'm averaging 280. If like someone has a really great drive, 300 yards, you don't average 300 yards. That is the top 
Yeah. That is like how far, like the farthest you hit it, that's not your average. Mm -hmm. And so like guys on like social media, just, they don't, they don't get that. They don't understand it. it it's so confusing to them. I, I, it blows my mind how stupid some people are. <laughs> I mean, retweet though. Yeah, that is, that is, that is true. Like people just, I don't know. I know. And, and you were saying like, you know, the women are like better than the guys. If you look at it, like the guys, when they play, you know, 7,100 yards, that's the equivalent of the women playing like 5,800. Like it's really not that long. Like, you know, you get them out to 7,500. Yeah. That's a, that's closer, right? That's more like 63, 64 for mm -hmm. women. So it's like, that's more what it should be. Um, but it's like that they just don't realize it. Like 7,000 yards is so short for the guys. It is so short. So when they get to courses that are par 70 courses and they're under 7,000 yards, like that's when we're talking because there's no par five, you know, there's two less par five. So you're losing some of that distance. So that course is actually a little bit longer for them. And that's actually, you know, they think they're going to go out, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, it's under 7,000 yards. They're going to go out and destroy it. Like, no, it's par 70. Like they have their work cut out for them. I will have eight, seven handicap guys think that they could take me straight up from the same tees. That is how they think. They just don't get it. Like if you're a five, six handicap golfer, you would get destroyed. Yeah. Destroyed by one of the girls at the PJ tour. Destroyed. The thing is it's golf. Like it's not the hundred yard dash. So if an eight handicap at running wanted to do a hundred yard dash with a scratch female runner, maybe they would be similar because of just biology and physiology and how bodies work. You know what I mean? So then it might be more similar, but not on the golf course. Like everyone is level on the golf course. It doesn't matter if you're a girl, if you're a guy, like you are all playing the same golf course. You're playing the same conditions. Like as long as someone's not, you know, hitting it 400 yards on every hole, like you guys are going to be pretty even. And that's why people don't understand. Like they think just because they're like a mediocre guy, it's something that they can beat the best women. And in golf, that's not how it works. No. And I think that maybe that stereotype or misconception grew when Michelle Wee continued to play with the men and she really shouldn't have and that wasn't and she shouldn't her. have you know and I think that people would see her shoot like mid-high 80s and she's also 14 <laughs> yeah 14 but still I think people saw that and were like oh the men are way better than the women at golf and I I just never liked that move of like her playing on the PGA tour. And I think now like average guys at golf are like, oh, I saw Michelle Wee. She like played terrible. She wasn't even competing against that. I could, I would have shot the same thing. And it's like, no, you wouldn't have. You wouldn't have. Yeah. It doesn't work that way. Yeah. You saw, like she, which wasn't it like one year in Hawaii, she like just barely missed the cut. I think it was her first, first year yeah. she tried. Wasn't yeah. She, she like, missed it by like one, one or, one or two. Mm -hmm. And I just remember being like, like as I got older and like, realizing what she, you know, cause I was a kid, I was really little when she, I mean, I hadn't been like third grade if that, you know, when she played. So like, as I got older, I'm like, holy shit, she's not even a professional golfer. She's a 14 year old child who's out there competing with the men. So for anyone to like, that would think that that's a good example of why men are like better at golf than women. Like that's the dumbest thing ever. That's like saying a great Dane is a better dog than a Chihuahua because you have to go weigh it on a scale. Like, yeah, I mean, it weighs more, but actually that was a really bad comparison. I don't know where the heck I was going with that, but you know what I it mean? Makes it's sense a bad in my comparison. Mind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like you can't take a, a, a child who's not even a professional golfer, whose parents have thrown her into an a, a, a really crazy situation who almost did it and then say that, you know, you could, you know, beat any, you know, the best LPJ tour player because you had, you broke 80 once. I think if you take top five players in the world on the LPGA side, that if you put them all into a field, two or three of them would make the cut. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if that's a hot take or not, but I, I like they're they're really good and they're getting better and better yeah. and better every year. And see, that's the thing I really want to see. So they did the Scandinavian mixed event on the DP World Tour last summer, and I thought it was really cool because the women played from the appropriate yardage, the men played from their appropriate yardage, and I think it was a woman who came out and won the whole event. So it was like yeah. you know, I think when you're put at your appropriate tee 
you know, there is real, I mean, they're going to be neck and neck. And I think that's something that would be cool to see, you know, like PGA tour players from their tees versus LPGA tour players from their tees. Like just give us like one ex- exhibition and match or something, even at like Isleworth, I don't care. Like just give us something. I want to see that. Yeah. I want to see like NB park versus John Rom, Nelly Corda, Patrick Cantley. Like I want to see these players at the same course at the same time from their appropriate tees and just see who wins. We'll do the match with yes you know two men two women yeah i think that would be a perfect way to do it it's still you know fun um but there's like pressure on it i like i don't want to see brooks and bryson again no. i don't want to see tiger and phil oh, well phil's in oh, who knows where phil where is, is or phil or even do it we need to send phil? out an apb on phil <laughs> phil where are you but that would be i think that would be great so we're just you know, over here big brains fixing women's golf I know. And the, the best thing is like today we were like, all right, we're just going to talk about the masters. Like that's literally the only thing for us to talk about. And like for 45 minutes later, later, later <laughs> and we're, we're talking about men's and women's mixed events. Like how do we get here? But I, I mean, I, I think there's got, something's got to, like, something's got to give, something's got to happen soon. Like, I think it's, it's gotta, you know, there's definitely been talks about stuff. So there's been talks for years. It's like, I know, just make that it is happen true. already. If you can have dude perfect at Augusta national, That's true. you could do a mix event. Yeah, actually. So I read online that Jennifer Cupcho's husband's name is, um, Jay Monahan, not the <laughs> Jay Monahan, but she's married to a Jay Monahan. So maybe he can pull some strings, maybe do some identity theft. I don't know. Is it really <laughs> identity theft? If you have the same name? I didn't know that. That's crazy. I didn't either until I read online and I thought it was a joke. And I was like, wait, what? And then I I was like, oh, Mrs. J. Monaghan, she is. Mrs. J. Monaghan. On that note, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to talk Tiger Woods, give our master's picks, and talk about the best sandwich at Augusta National. Let's keep on listening. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual-wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. At JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody and everybody. It's spring, and with the weather changing and so many great things coming up like Mother's Day and the Wind Down Tour, I definitely need a fresh spring wardrobe for every occasion. This spring, I'm looking for that perfect flowy spring dress for Mother's Day, as well as replacing my everyday basics. That's what I love about JCPenney. They have so many stylish and comfortable options that I always find just what I'm looking for there. Spring is a feel-good season and comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. The fashion at JCPenney is the same way. Refresh your wardrobe this spring with styles that gets you. Something to wear that fits your favorite moments of the season at prices that feel just as good. Discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first, like Worthington and Liz Claiborne for her, each in women's petite and plus sizes, and Stafford and Mutual Weave for him, style and comfort for all, even big and tall, plus even more for the whole family like Levi's and Exertion. Here, spring comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. JCPenney, make everybody count. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Okay, so it is Monday, 1 o'clock Eastern Time. We have no idea if Tiger Woods is still playing in the Masters or if he is not playing. I think that he's going to play. And I don't think he's going to do this like grand announcement. Maybe he will tomorrow in his press conference, and that's why he's being slated to um, do one. But every sign is pointing to the fact that he's going to be playing. Yeah, I think at this point he's he's playing. I mean, he's there. He's got Team Tiger there. 
Joe, Joe LaCava's caddy says he's striping it. He looks good. And you know what? It's like, he's on the range. He didn't look like a guy that was really sore. You know, God knows how he felt, you know, Wednesday, last Wednesday after getting back from that uh, practice round at Augusta. But yeah, every, everything is pointing to uh, a tiger go. Right. That is so exciting. I'm excited. I can't believe it. It is crazy how many people are putting money on him. So he has gone from like 80 to 1 to 30 to 1 on some sports books. It Mm -hmm. is insane. I know on points bet, he's 70 to 1. I mean, if he's in the field, you got to put money on him, right? Yeah. So the sports book that I use a lot, um, because it was like one of the first legal ones where I live. So I've just always kind of used it. it they had t- they've had Tiger at like 40 to one for the last two weeks, which is so bad. Like I honestly might boycott them just for how bad those odds are. But Tiger, I think I took Tiger to make the cut somewhere was like plus 170 or minus 175 plus 175. So I think I put like 50 bucks on that. Cause I'm like, if he's at Augusta, he's going to make the cut. Well, there's a huge controversy going around with Tiger because he was seen wearing foot joy shoes yeah. instead of Nike shoes. And people were saying that Nike could make a, enough supports with their shoes for him to feel comfortable wearing them. Um, but that tweet was quickly deleted. So I don't know um, what happened there. But big surprise that even <laughs> Nike was like, you know what? It's more important for you to play <laughs> in foot joy shoes than to like not play or slip or wear something that you're not comfortable in. Yeah, I agree. I think someone, so I tweeted the picture of his shoes that were you know very obviously foot joys. And then I thought someone like the thought next to the picture, there was like a bulky wedge. Now, I don't know if someone photoshopped that in there. I couldn't find the tweet back to it. And then I was like rushing to try to find the original picture I took the screenshot from. But I like, it looked like he had a bulky wedge. And I have never been so confused in my life. Like I was very confused about what was going on. So it'll be interesting. But I know that both um, FootJoy and Nike, I think, uh, refused to comment on the shoe situation. So I think, yeah, I think it had to do with the supports. I want to say someone else said, said to me like privately, they were like, yeah. Cause I texted him. I was like, is this, what the hell, what, what's going on? They're like, yeah, I think it's for like, you know, for the support and stuff for his, his leg and stuff um, this week. Cause he's, I, he has worn like Nike shoes recently. So I don't think he's anything like quitting Nike um I think he did literally is wearing a pair of shoes that has like no large visible um logo on it but like the internet sleuth saw we all found it we all zoomed in on his like black shoes and we're like where's the Nike swoosh so um yeah I don't know honestly if you're going for support and comfort those Skechers golf shoes I know they look are good so comfortable <laughs> He might not have enough like traction though. Cause I think they're nubby. Like, I don't think they have even soft spikes. I mean, obviously he could get, you know, his spikes put in them or whatever, but um, yeah, the nubs, he would be slipping all over. I feel like. Oh my gosh. Can you imagine if we see Tiger like re-injure himself, just like slipping? We devastated. Remember in 2019 when. When the security guard. Yeah, he like him. tripped yeah. him. So I totally forgot about that. And then someone tweeted a picture of it was like, keep this guy, this guy away, away from Tiger. Tiger. <laughs> yeah, it was so funny. And I was like, that's amazing. I like it totally forgot. Cause usually when I think of 2019, I think of that like lady with the Lily Pulitzer outfit. He was like jumping up and down in the sunglasses. <laughs> oh no, I just think of her. I'm excited for Tiger to be back. I think he's playing. I am too. I think it's going to be great for viewership great for the game of golf i think that he's gonna play well he's not gonna go out there and just if he thinks he's gonna win he's gonna play so not at um not at the odds that every sports book is putting him at but um if you want if you want to take tiger go to points bet they're taking him at 70 to 1 right now so that's really good yeah that is, I mean, that is crazy. Cause I, like I said, like there was one that, I mean, last two weeks has been 40 to one yeah. on Tiger. And I was like, he's not even playing. And then, you know, a week ago we says, go to Augusta. I'm like, oh, he might not play. But then the next day he didn't say anything like I'm not playing. Everyone said he looked really good. And I was like, all right, I guess he's playing. And I, I really am shocked because the Hills at Augusta are so severe. Like we talked about that, like last week, like there's so much like difference in 
whatever drops or I don't know altitude. I, I don't know what it's called, but hill hill tallness compared to other lownesses. It's just a lot. <laughs> and God, we're going to see Tiger Woods. Remember when Brooks came out of his knee injury and he had to walk um, down and up the hills backwards because it was easier? No, I don't remember that. Oh my gosh, yeah. He was like crawling and then he had to like walk, um, I think it was down or up the hills backwards. And so we're going to see Tiger Woods like in the lead, literally like walking backwards. (laughs) (laughs) This is going to be amazing. Someone just give him like a rascal in between shots. Like listen, like when those little scooters kind of ride around on. I think that would be good. They did. But see, that was like one. Yeah, I I just I remember being in the um radio booth looking up the 18th hole at Beth Page um in 2019 and seeing Daly riding his cart on up that hill. And, and I'm like, that just looks bizarre. You know, granted, I don't think there are carts at Augusta, but uh, maybe Tiger will just have to go for some piggyback rides or something. Joe is going to be like bag on Human one cart. side, Tiger on the yeah. other, just like huffing it. <laughs> Actually, I'm surprised that like Augusta doesn't have certain caddy roles to carry old people, you know, or, or, or the injured, you know, they got one that carries the bag and then the other one's got you like strapped on in like a baby Bjorn, you know, let you down. The tiger's just shots. like strapped in like yeah. on the front with his legs, just like <laughs> taggling. Yeah. And you find him, like get up, you, but like the person has to be giant to make it look funny. Like a Hagrid, you know, Hagrid's <laughs> supposed to be like eight foot tall and as wide as three regular men or something. So it's like, you need like a Hagrid with baby tiger on baby Bjorn. <laughs> Oh my gosh need to see it <laughs> we need to see it actually i feel like tiger would probably pass on that one maybe that's not something yeah. i think that wouldn't really strike fear in other competitors but it's about self-respect etc yeah who needs that who needs that we let that go long ago <laughs> seriously <laughs> god bless us <laughs> So I would say Tiger is a good pick to make the cut. Mm -hmm. Thinking of other picks this week, is there anyone who is jumping out at you for a good outright? Yeah, so the three outrights that I really, really like are Mark Leishman, Cameron Smith, and Victor Hovland. Ah. So I am like trying to get all like them in there. I got, you know, I have my top five and top 10 bets on all three of those guys, but I like them a lot for outright. You're getting decent value on them. I think Victor Hovland's really close to winning his first major. I think Cam Smith is also very close finished runner up here last year. And then a guy. Yes. I was about to give you some prop bets, but no. Yep. Those are my outrights. So I got to ask you a question because I I really love Hovland and he's a top 20 pick for me, but I don't see him winning as an outright because of short game. Yeah. A lot of people say that his short game is not good enough to win at Augusta. How do you feel about that? Yeah, that's, that is fair. And like everyone says that every week about Hovland though, like for whatever tournament he's at. Cause I remember I picked him for top 10. Um, I either picked him for like outright or top 10 or something uh, the week of the Arnold Palmer invitational. And I remember my co-host at the time, he said, well, I, I mean, do you, uh, I don't know if I like his short game here, you know, the rough being so thick and I just don't know. And I was like, all right. Okay. And then he, you know, he almost won the whole thing. So yeah. it's like, I didn't like his short game at Arnold Palm at uh, Bay Hill either, but I liked his game at Bay Hill. And that's the thing with Victor. Like he plays really well in majors. Like, do you remember the first time we saw him, at, you know, at the U S open at, at, at uh, Pebble beach and we were just amazed. Like he was incredible. And you know, we've seen him do that in majors and tournaments and stuff since then. He's won, was it three worldwide starts yeah. in like, or three, three wins in his last, like, however many seven starts or something crazy worldwide start. So he is just, he's, he has what it takes right now. So no, his short game really doesn't bother me too much at Augusta. You know, you're not getting really thick rough. So there's not, there's, there's more like putting that you can do around the greens. You know, there's a lot of keeping the ball on the ground. And I think that that will help him this week. Well, and Hideki, who has been a bit of a streaky putter shows that you can win Mm -hmm. at Augusta when you get hot. So yeah, I do like that Hovland pick a lot for taking a bit of a risk with my two okay. outright picks. So I'm really liking Adam Scott. He Ooh, I play, won't argue with that. He plays well there, clearly. Yeah. And he's been his game has been trending in a really good direction. He's been yeah. in the mix, you know, a lot of the tournaments. He's playing well on a bunch of different golf courses too. So it shows that his game's kind of transferring over um, with any conditions, which I think is a really great sign. 
And I think he just has one more major in him. And if he's going to do it anywhere, it's going to be at the Masters. And my other pick is Justin Thomas. I think that round mm. that he had um, at the players where he shot, you know, a 69 in those horrendous, mm-hmm. horrendous conditions and the shot shaping, he really just showed a lot of confidence. And he hasn't quite been putting it all together. But I think the fact that all of the attention is on Tiger Woods He's going to kind of fly under the radar. And I think that he does well when he almost has that like underdog mentality. Because when you look at, you know, when he started to really thrive is when it was, you know, he was Jordan Spieth's best friend. And he worked so hard to get out of that shadow. Mm -hmm. And I think that, again, you know, when they are talking about Tiger, they're like, oh, and JT's there, you know, just you know, helping him out. He's there. You know, he's just there. He's not really that big storyline anymore. And so I think yeah. this could be like a really good comeback for him to, you know, kind of change things around after having kind of like a hard couple of years. Yeah, I I really like those two picks. I think the Adam Scott pick is awesome. That was going to be one of the prop picks. Um, I was going to say like, I like Ustazen. I like Adam Scott a lot for some top 10 plays. Um, and Justin Thomas, I think that this could potentially be his year. You know, like you said, he played great at the players. Um, that one round was just that 69 was absolutely incredible. And then he went on and almost won the next week at Valspar. So yeah. I think his game is also trending in the right direction. I think I feel like he's kind of in his own head. Like I feel like he's his expectations from last season weren't met, even though he was, you know, he won the players championship and was on a winning Ryder cup team, you know? And I think, you know, when he's used to winning multiple tournaments a year or whatever, I, you know, I'm sure that that pressure gets to you and that's not easy. Um, But I really do like that. I do like that pick. I think Justin Thomas, this is a course that suits him well. And I think he's close. I think he's close to breaking out again. Do you have any good top 20 picks for the people listening? Yeah. So one top 20, well, actually I'm going to give you top 30. I really like is Guido Miliozzi. He was a uh, top five at the U S open. I believe that's how he got in this week. He and his caddy Tigre, they are two of like the best people in golf. They are wonderful. And Guido just missed the cut in San Antonio, but I think Augusta will be a really good course for him because he's a really, really talented player. So he tends to play better on tougher courses. So he is going to play better at Torrey Pines, you know, during the U S open or at, Augusta potentially rather than at what was it? Where were they like Oak Hill or Oak something Oak, the Oak course or whatever they were last week for Valero. I just think that this is such a better event for him. So I really like him. I like Garrick Higo also South Africans and lefties have great history at Augusta. So I think a top 20 play top top actually Garrick Higo is towards the very bottom of all of the bets. Like he's like just above BJ Singh. If, if he, if not below him, like he's, he's, pretty far down there. So you're getting great value on him across the board. I also really like Eric Ego because South Africans and lefties do great at Augusta. Yeah. What about you? No, I really like that. Um, so I'm liking, I like Corey Connors. I think that he is, he's playing well. A lot of people actually like him Mm -hmm. for like an outright top 10 pick. I'm Hmm. not going that far, but I think for a good top 20, he's a solid pick there. I am liking Bubba Watson. I always plays there. He always plays well there. And again, like not great odds. Well, great odds for you to make some money on like a top 20 pick. But but it's like, you're like, "Eh, but is it going to happen? But I do like it. And I I think, uh, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, but yes, I do like that pick. And our boy, Bernhard Langer. Bernie. It it just amazes me that his neck can keep those teeth like up. Like (laughs) those teeth got away at least 70 pounds. And that neck of his, it ain't quitting. I think he's going to play well. Like, come on, you got to go for him. He's a top 40 lock. Always, always play well there. I mean, he... That course, just having experience is so valuable. And so I Mm -hmm. think this year we're not going to see a surprise winner or a first time winner. I think we're going to see Mm -hmm. someone that you're expecting. So look for like the usual suspects. And I think they're going to come out on top. I mean, we're seeing it on tour where a lot of like surprise winner, first time winners. um, But you're not going to see that this year at the Masters. It's not going to happen. No. Actually, no, I kind of agree. No, I disagree because I feel like you know, like Cam Smith could win it or Victor Hovland. Like, I feel like those guys- Oh my God, you're right. I feel like they've won. What are you talking about? All of my picks were first time (laughs) major 
winners. Okay, but like I think of them, I know they'd be first, like a first time major winner, yeah, but, but not like a yeah. I mean, not like a like. When I think of Cam Smith, like he is yeah. someone that everyone's talking about. Everyone talks about Victor Hovland. Yeah. They are like the guys, you know. You mean like Harry Higgs? Yeah, as like much a as Harry I love Harry Higgs. Higgs. Yeah, he's not like, going to win the Masters. No, this like, I love like him, a, I would love to see him win it, but it's not going to happen. Like a real like long shot winner, I don't see that happening at the Masters. You never yeah. know. I just I don't. Yeah, I'm like I'm looking at this right now, and Guido, like I said, for top thirty plus five hundred. He's like right next to Bernard, who's plus 600. And then uh, Garrett Higo plus 350 for uh, top 30. Like, those are not bad at all for a guy that's pretty good. I'm actually going to put 10 bucks on that right now. <laughs> Done. Done. <laughs> I mean, I think they're all good picks. Do you have any good prop bets you like? Yeah, I um, I would say, I think, I think one of the ones I took was Kevin Kisner top five after round one. Now, I don't know why. It was just something kind of like I feel like he could get off to a really good start. But another good, like, top five play after round one could be Billy Horschel. Because I think his game is, like, trending in the right direction. I think this could be a great week for him. Actually, wait, and then who did I like for outright? I had someone for outright after round one, and now I don't remember who it was. But, um, yeah. What about you? What are your prop bets this week? I, I love Horschel in matchups. I think mm-hmm. that, you know, he gets it done. His game fits this course well. It's interesting. There are certain players that everyone's talking about that I'm unsure about. How do you feel about Morikawa and Cantlay this yeah, week? Yeah, I don't love them this week. And it's nothing against them. It has nothing to do with their talent, whatever. I, I just think that this is not the week for either of them. I I think both of them have a game for Augusta. I just don't think with, you know, like Patrick Cantlay hasn't really played much the last month. Yeah, you know, he hasn't yeah. really done much of anything. And I feel like Colin's been kind of quiet since, quote unquote, kind of quiet in the last two months, three months since he won the race to Dubai. But um, I think, I don't think I would have them I wouldn't put that much money on them. If any, I wouldn't have them in like a DFS lineup this week. Like I'm definitely fading them. Like I know they're chalk bets for a lot of people, but I'm, I'm kind of fading them. Yeah. I mean, speaking of players to fade, I'm going with Bryson DeChambeau and Roy McIlroy yes. too. I, I took Bryson, Bryson this cut. Yeah. I, no confidence when it comes to Bryson. I think he's dealing with a lot and he's coming off of his like quote unquote injury just not there he has not great memories at Augusta I'm sure we all remember him calling it a par 67 and just how could you forget playing like garbage (laughs) and then with Rory too like I love Rory and I want to see him get it done but I think that mentally it's just so much for him to overcome to get it done I I think he will at some point but I don't think that this is his week and I'm almost like saying this hoping that he proves me wrong because I would love (laughs) to see Rory win a green jacket and I feel like if anyone on tour deserves it it's definitely him but I just I don't feel confident about him his putting is just not there you know what I really I truly believe that the year for Rory to have actually completed the Grand Slam was 2020 before the Masters was postponed. I mean, he was like top 10, top five, every event leading up to the cancellation um, of of part of the season. So I think with that, Rory's form kind of fell off. And I, I really think that he could have gotten it done that year. But I think Rory just needs to get off to a good start um, in the winter, maybe next year. Uh, the year after, but it's going to happen. Like it's going to be a year when he's already won once or twice heading into that. Cause there's going to be a confidence factor about it. There's going to be a sense of like personal security in that if it never happens, who cares? Like I'm, I'm happy with my life kind of thing. So I think that he kind of needs to get, and I'm sure he is probably at that point in his life. Cause he just seems like a really ra- well-rounded yeah. person, but he's still really young. Um, so I think there's going to be a few factors I think that'll lead up to that win. And I don't think that those factors are right are there, but like when they are there, we're going to know it and we're going to say, this is Rory's year at Augusta. I agree. Two more players too, that jump out to me, John Rahm and Jordan Spieth. I would also stay away from them. I think that yeah. John Rahm will have a good week, but I don't see him winning. And then Jordan mm-hmm. Spieth, his game's just not, <laughs> it's not there. 
you know what? Yeah, I ugh, broke my heart to see him not play great last week. I know. And I just, I love Jordan. So, like, I want nothing but, like, rainbows and butterflies for him. But I think he could, I, I think I would take him to to make the cut, though, at Augusta. Potentially. Yeah. Just yeah. because he does, I mean, he does have the history here. He always seems to play well here. Um, So, I think, it's kind of like... <laughs> It's like once a year, kind of like comes out of their cocoon and is like, let me emerge and play well. And then I'll go back to my cocoon, you know, yeah. the guys that play really well at Augusta and then not like great the rest of the year. Um, but yeah, I do like him to make the cut. I don't like him to win. I don't like him top 10, but I think he can make the cut. Well, I mean, we just spent all this time going over our picks, but I think we all know that Scotty Scheffler is just going to win it again. And <laughs> I, I put some money on him top 10 because I was like, he's probably going to yeah. be top 10. And then I'm going to be mad that I didn't put like my inheritance or something on him to win this week. But whatever. Uh, I'm really excited. I think it's going to be a great tournament. But we have one TNA question to wrap up Ooh. this episode. What is the best sandwich at Augusta National? So they have uh, the pulled pork. They have the egg salad. They have the pimento cheese sandwich. I will say that I hate, despise the pimento cheese sandwich. It looks, it tastes, and it smells <laughs> like feet. Like, it is disgusting, and the people yeah. who eat them, I don't know if you like them or not. I can't do it. It's like the consistency of it. It's like <laughs> chunky. It's like, it's just, it's not good. It's not I good. like the like I like the flavor. It's just too salty. Like I don't like, I like cheese and stuff and it kind of reminds me of better cheddar. You know what? I used to get that as like a kid at, um, like one of the fancy dip stores with my mom or something. So I do like that, but I love the egg salad. I always kind of thought I'd be like a pimento gal, but I do love the egg salad. And like, I'm not, I don't really eat pork and beef, but I do love pulled pork. Like I reserve my pork intake for bacon and like Southern barbecue pulled pork sandwiches and like master's pulled pork is good. It's, it's almost as good as a Bucky's pulled pork sandwich. It's really good. Do they have a chicken sandwich too? You know what? I don't know. Cause I've never been, but I did get, someone sent me the, um, I got one of those like food plot, whatever the master's taste of the masters that they sent out. Do they send it out during November masters or do they send it out because they had a bunch of food to get rid of in like April? I forget what time of the year they sent it. Or maybe it was around the Masters. I want to say it was, it the, November. I was, I say it was okay. the November Masters. So I have someone this. sent me that and I like got to taste of everything and it was wonderful. And I like kept different like wrappers and stuff from it because I'm a freak, but I, it, it was good. So they have the egg salad, the pimento mm-hmm. cheese, the barbecue sandwich, the Masters Club, the grilled chicken Ooh. wrap, classic yeah. chicken sandwich, ham and cheese on rye, and turkey and cheese on wheat. I would say go with the egg salad and the barbecue sandwich. The egg salad is probably one of my like favorite sandwiches ever. And like what people don't realize is the best thing on the menu, which I don't think there, I saw something, I don't know if this was true or an April Fool's joke, but the peach ice cream sandwiches are incredible. And they said they're not going to have them here because of some shortage. So I don't know if it was I think April that might Fools. be true because I saw people bitch like tweeting about it this morning and I didn't know what they were talking about. Like there were a few people that were like, all right, I'll say it the peach sandwich isn't even that good anyway and I just thought it was people like saying it because they were like mad they weren't going to the masters but I guess it was like they were just saying it because it's not it must not actually be there it is the best thing on the menu by far it actually is... I want the little moon pies I want to try those, those too. too no but the, the peach ice cream sandwich amazing amazing so good Egg salad's really good. The pimento cheese sucks. I made one of those. Yeah, when they sent those little boxes out and you could make them, I did the pimento cheese and I did it. I was doing a live stream and I like <laughs> took a huge bite of it and I was gagging, gagging. And I like didn't know what to do. And I'm like, can I spit this out? Like, do I swallow it? Like, I mean, questions we face. <laughs> <laughs> Direction that you guys were thinking that I was going I wasn't in. I was thinking that. Until I, you just stopped I was talking, not I either. Went. And then I started talking. 
talking. This is what I have to do every single day when I am like posting something or saying something. I'm like, I will just talk normally. And then in the back of my head, I'm like, what are my followers going to say about this? Yeah, literally. And it's just like red, like light just flashing. <laughs> and it's like, don't say that. Don't say that. <laughs> That's so funny. So Paige does not like the pimento cheese. She's very upset about the about the peach ice cream sandwiches. Yeah. Yep. So uh, yep. I'm just upset every year that the Masters happens and I'm still not there. I just am like, oh, we'll, one year. We'll we'll go. We'll get there. One we'll sneak in. We'll one go. Year. <laughs> yeah. Good luck sneaking in there. Like, seriously, they would. We would end up in jail. They literally remember I was telling you they handcuffed someone because he took like sand from a bunker. We'll like go in disguise. We'll just like dress okay. like um like nerdy golf suits. boys. Yeah, we'll just wear <laughs> we like just as old fat men. Yeah, we'll just wear like a quarter zip and one of those visors with the hair on it and some cargo oh, shorts and in a cigar in a cigar and like call it a day. I think we should. Okay, that will be on our bucket list. Um, but I'm super excited about the Masters. I, I can't wait to recap it on the next podcast. And if you guys have any questions for us, you can email us at par at iheartradio.com or you can send us a DM at the Playing Around Instagram account. And again, thank you guys so much for supporting, listening. Um, you're just the best. So you will catch us here very soon with our Masters recap and probably some other shenanigans that we get ourselves into. <laughs> Follow Playing Around with Paige Renee on iHeartRadio or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real Steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah! And some waves, so we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> ah, love that! A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in! Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it! Um, can a girl go shopping? Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store.